During the season of Lent, the Church calls us to have compunction for our sins. That means that we have a sense of guilt, of the wrong that we have done, perhaps also a sense of the magnitude of that wrong, and also that we have a sorrow and contrition for our sins. Today, on this second Sunday of Lent, we give thanks to God for the wealth of his kindness to us at the same time. The transfiguration of our Lord on Mount Tabor is not only another example of this divine kindness, but also a singularly powerful one. For Christ did not show his divine glory for his own benefit, but for the benefit of the three apostles, and for our benefit too. Notice the kindness of Jesus at the end. The Transfiguration situates Christ as the culmination and completion of the whole of the Old Testament. He is the new and greater Moses. Moses also took three companions up Mount Sinai and on the seventh day was overshadowed by the shining cloud of God's presence. He too spoke with God and his face and clothing were made radiant in the encounter. But we look back also past Moses. Indeed, we are asked to contemplate what today's epistle calls God's design from before time began. In today's first reading, there are God's kind promises to Abram, from whom he formed a people. From this people a Messiah would be born, who would be the revelation of God and the source of salvation. God later elevated those promises to solemn covenants and changed Abram's name to Abraham, promising that he would be the patriarch of a host of nations. In remembrance of his covenant with Abraham, God raised up Moses and later swore an everlasting kingdom to David's sons. In the Transfiguration, Jesus is revealed as the one through whom God fulfills all his divine plan that began to unfold with Abraham. Not only is Jesus the new Moses, but also the beloved son, promised to Abraham and again to David. But there is more than this, more than this wonderful emerging of the salvation of humanity in the event of the transfiguration. Christ also wanted to strengthen the apostles' faith in the face of his coming passion and death. They were shaken severely by the events of Good Friday. Had they not known of his heavenly glory, they may have altogether lost faith in him. In addition, Christ's glory, briefly revealed on the mountain, shows the hidden glory that his mystical body, the Church, contains and radiates in the sacraments.
When we receive the sacraments of the Church, most particularly Holy Communion, we participate in the Transfiguration. In the sacraments we receive into our souls that divine radiance that Peter, James and John witnessed. When we receive our Lord, body, blood, soul and divinity in Holy Communion, with faith and devotion, our souls radiate with heavenly glory and our body is prepared for holding the eternal glory of the resurrection on the last day. We are given the hope of glory. I cannot leave out calling your attention to what happened to the three apostles when they were covered with the shadow of the bright cloud and heard the Father's voice. Notice that they fell on their faces and were overcome with fear. They did not remain standing. Certainly they did not sit. They were prostrate on the ground. They were not comfortable, but they were filled with awe and fear. One manifestation of the inherited sin that blights our humanity is the desire, whether conscious or not, of trying to tame God, to bring him down to our level, where we treat him as an equal. This is not only the sin of pride, but also a violation of the first commandment. It is the sin of Lucifer, who became Satan and all his fallen angels. And they want to draw as many people as possible to share in their state. But this does not lead to our ultimate good. God is total goodness, total beauty, total truth. And the totality of this inspired fear in the apostles, because it is nothing like anything we have or will ever experience in this world or this life. But we are assured in the midst of the fear of God, who is totally unlike us, that we do not need to be afraid, as Jesus said to the three apostles. The kindness, the mercy and the love of God is also there in the blazing light and thunderous voice. And almost all of the time, the kindness of God keeps his glory hidden. Brothers and sisters, remember the glory, the radiance and the power of Jesus is present here and in every Catholic church in the tabernacle. But so that we might come to him with love and with confidence, he keeps himself veiled under the appearance of bread. Let us honour him. Let us give him our love and devotion. Let us give him the gift of our presence before him, both here at Mass and by visiting him here for private prayer at other times. For, as St. Peter said, it is wonderful for us to be here. Laudato Jesus Christus.